Welcome to Spew, Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry. I am Queerness, and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender, and my daughter, Abby Cadavy, has nonverbal autism. I now call this fifth meeting of Spew to order. everybody and I think we probably maybe have some new listeners we noticed we had a little bit of increase in the Facebook page thank you for your likes everybody we like to start each episode with new business do you have anything new and exciting happened in your life this month actually we did at the last meeting we talked about possibly having to get an advocate for Abby for school mm-hmm. um, and since then there was some changes made and we were able to pinpoint something <laughs> that we never thought of. There was another little boy in classroom that they just, they don't, they don't like each other very well. And it, they've been feeding off each other all year. So for the past month, they've been um, separated in different classrooms. And it's like, it's like a whole other kid. And so we probably won't need to get an advocate yet, at least. We'll see what next the next school year brings. But right now, we're pretty good. So we went from a big low last month to a pretty good high this month. We're, we're pretty happy about it. Good. Now, the big thing that happened in my month is I went on a cruise. Vacation. And so we went, we went and um, pet the dolphins and um, went to some Mayan ruins. Zibidoltun. Zibidoltun. That's what they're called. That's what the dolphins are called? No, it's the name of the Mayan city. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty small little pyramid that I climbed up and took pictures and almost fell off because I wasn't paying attention. We actually have those, some of those pictures up on our Instagram, at SpewPod. So you can go there and look at some of those. Fun. Our, um, our, our tour guide, he was, um, his mother was Mexican, but his father was Canadian and he grew up in Toronto, but then like 16 or 18 years ago, he moved back to Mexico to study archeology. span So our tour guide was a authentic Mexican archeologist with a Canadian accent. <laughs> Takes all kinds to make the world move around. We like it. This month, we have decided to review Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the yes. the textbook, not the movie. So to get started, we actually ended up with two different versions of the book. <laughs> there, there was actually, the original version was published in 2001 and was a reprint of Harry's 1991 version that has his handwritten notes in it. It was originally published for comic relief, and so it has a foreword in the front from Albus Dumbledore explaining all of this. And then there was a 2017 edition that was slightly newer, had new information written by Newt Scamander and six new beasts. And so that's the version that Lavender ended up with. Eventually. Eventually. 
So tell us about your day, because this was exciting. (laughs) This was exciting. Queerness actually just came over yesterday to hang out for a little bit and show me some editing tips. And just before he came over, I had my copy of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them somewhere in my house. I woke up this morning, I went to look for it to do a quick little review before we recorded tonight, and it's gone. It is gone. My boyfriend and I have literally torn our apartment apart looking for it, couldn't find it. So I went to a local used bookstore here in town to see if they had it. They only had one copy at all in the entire store, and it was the same copy that Queerness had. And it's paperback, and I'm not a fan of paperback. So I got home, sulked about it for a couple hours, and decided I had to go to a different bookstore and get the actual copy. The newer copy that's hardback. Important. My my paperback edition's quite in disrepair. Rabbit chewed on it. The cover's torn up. (laughs) My copy of Gone with the Wind, a, a rabbit chewed on the corner of it. It's funny. There is also, between the two versions, there's a couple continuity issues. The one that everyone kind of talks about, because it kind of was a retcon, was in the original 2001 edition, the About the Author says that Newt graduated from Hogwarts. And in the 2017 edition, it says he left Hogwarts. Mm. Um, Another thing that I... Th- I picked up on that I don't see anyone else's picked up on is the fact that the foreword in this one that was written by Elvis Dumbledore is written specifically for this comic relief release, which was 2001. The problem with this is Elvis Dumbledore died in 1997. Hmm. There's you would catch something like that. And then there's also a couple things like the foreword also says that this is the best book to find a cure for getting your puff skin to stop drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> Only that is not actually in the book. I-, I was quite disappointed every time I've read it. I'll have to read it and see. I didn't get to f- read the foreword to the older edition, the 2001 edition. Now, you did read the new foreword, though. I haven't gotten a chance to read that, so why don't you tell us about that one? So this one in here, I'm just gonna pull it up. So it specifically says to appear only in the four wizards version, because the earlier edition was made available to muggles, apparently. The foreword to this one is specifically just for wizards, and it was written by Newt. Was there something about Rita Skeeter in it, though? Yes. So, and I didn't know this, but apparently Rita Skeeter put out, like, a kind of a biography on Newt called Manor Monster, The Truth About Newt Scamander. And Clyde tried to claim that he was never a magis... magis... really? Magizoologist? Magizoologist. Tried to claim that he was never a magizoologist. And that he was actually a Dumbledore spy to infiltrate the Magical Congress of USA. And he just goes on to dispute that claim and give some very good points as to why he wouldn't be a spy. Even though he totally is. Nobody. He was a spy, but he wasn't a spy to infiltrate the Magical Congress of the USA. Okay. If you say so. (laughs) Do you disagree? 
Just to disagree. He went to America to free a traffic thunderbird. Under Dumbledore's order. They're still convinced that you sent me to New York. And you told them I didn't? Yes. Even though you did. You told me where to find that traffic thunderbird, Dumbledore. You knew that I would take him home, and you knew I'd have to take him to a muggle port. <laughs> Speaking of the Thunderbird, um, the 2017 edition also adds six additional beasts. The Thunderbird, the Wampus, Horned Serpent, the Hide Behind, Hodag, and Snaily Beast. Snaily Gast? Snaily Gast. Snaily Gast. <laughs> Were those anything interesting? Um, now those were able to be put into this book specifically because they were declassified by the Ministry of Magic. Just FYI. Aha! That's why they're in this one, because during the time from when the last edition released, these were declassified. I also found it interesting that the Blast Ended Screw is not in either edition. I know. I wish they had pronunciation of these. That would be quite helpful. Because there's... Because actually, it's a Snally Gaster. Oh. And it has the most dangerous classification that the Ministry of Magic can give, as far as fantastic beasts and magical creatures go. Speaking of not being able to pronounce any of these ones, the the, <laughs> the Chizperfle? Yeah. That one? I just found it interesting that the notes on it says that they're blamed for most failings in Muggle Electronics, which is gremlins but gremlins isn't in this book either <laughs> maybe they're not fantastic enough maybe i do not mean to insult any gremlins or mogwai <laughs> and, the, and then the dairy call the da dairy call da it's the dodo <laughs> my boyfriend had a hard time with this one time too yes it's a dodo bird um and that the dodos are not actually extinct they just disappeared and moved somewhere else and muggles are too oblivious to see it. It's just like Elvis and Men in Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite part of that movie. It's such a dumb lie. Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. I also found it interesting that the Scholastic Edition, the word ton is list. It's in here several times, but it's spelt T-O-N-N-E. It's funny that you mentioned that because my boyfriend and I also discussed that. He had never seen that either, but I've seen that before, especially in British literature. But yeah, yeah I, I just looked it up to see, is this a common spelling? And yeah, it's just a British spelling of it, but it's it's odd that the scholastic version didn't change it. I also want one of the things that is talked about quite a bit about this book is the revelation that the Loch Ness Monster is actually a Kelpie in the form of a sea serpent. I don't feel like that should be a revelation. Um, but the, the the thing about that that's so odd, to me anyways, is that Kelpies lure humans as prey and try to get them to come to it and then drag them under. Like, it's their whole thing. Sea serpents, on the other hand, are peaceful and try not to be noticed by humans. So I don't understand why the Loch Ness Monster isn't just a sea serpent. Well, because it even says right here in the book, the correct means to overcome a Kelpie is to get a bridle over its head with a placement charm, which renders it do docile and unthreatening. But, there was also, if I can find it, they have not been able to wrangle it at all. 
And so it definitely doesn't have a bridle on it because then they would have been able to capture it. So it just is. <laughs> it's free and untamed. And also another thing that bothers me every time I've read this book is that dragons have like separated out in each one of the subspecies of dragons a separate mm-hmm. listing. But mm-hmm. pixies, fairies, trolls, winged horses, and people also have listings of different species, but they're not a separate listing. They're just all grouped together. I agree. And it's also weird that Thestrals is just listed as a species of winged horse and not a separate species altogether. Me. I mean, they are a winged horse. They are. Now, something that is wingless is pixies, but they're not wingless in the movies. Um, right. It specifically <laughs> says that they are wingless, but can fly. They just be levitating. Oh, and Quirinus, your favorite. So... My favorite part about the 2001 edition is the fact that it's got these handwritten notes from Harry and Ron in it, and they're not important to the story at all, but um, next to Puffskeens, Ron wrote, I had one of those once, and then someone else wrote, what happened to it? And he responds, Fred used it for bludger practice. <laughs> and it's, it's just so horrible it makes me happy sounds like something the twins would do another thing that i found interesting and this is something that because the 2017 edition was very much re-released for um the tie-in with the movie right um and had a couple of them add like the thunderbird added in specifically for that reason but they didn't release a new one for the second movie, which no one wanted them to do anyway. But <laughs> Maledictus is not listed, but Werewolf is. You familiar with what Maledictus is? I'm not. Hold on. Because Maledictus is not in here in either edition. I was going to say. Because um, it's not actually a beast or a creature, but in the same way that a werewolf isn't. Um... After the revelation that Nagini was a human, J.K. Rowling released a description explaining that she is a maledictus, which is a blood curse um, sent through mother to child and allows them to transform into an animal, usually a serpent. But over time, they lose the ability to transform at will and permanently become that creature. Oh, yep. Also, Blast Ended Screw is not in the book. Which is very disappointing. Especially since Blast Ended Screw is a cross between a manticore and a fire crab. Which are both in the book. Alright, we're going to move on to our trivia question. Um, this one actually comes from the Magical Creatures quiz on Pottermore. And we actually both took this one. And <laughs> we both got the same score of 13 out of 15. But we can't remember which questions we missed, so... I tried to remember, too. <laughs> but our question this week is, what was the name of Ginny Weasley's Pygmy Puff? Answer when we come back. This is Jeffrey, the financial advisor for Spew at Gringotts Bank. And now we return to Spew. Welcome back. Lavender, what was the name of Ginny Weasley's Pygmy Puff? 
I guessed Arnold. It is Arnold? Also, do you know what a pygmy puff is? I know they're fluffy and they fly. Do they fly? I don't think they fly. Oh, no, you're right. Hermione made them fly. Ah, yes. It's it's a pygmy puff skin that <laughs> that Fred and George created. Look at them, little mag- magizoologist in the making. Also like to take this moment to invite you guys to send us owl mail and howlers. Our address for owl mail is spewcast at gmail.com. And you can send us howlers if you're in the U.S. to 407-706-SPEW. That's 407-706-7739. Or you can just record us a message and send it to spewcast at gmail.com. Let's talk about the Daily Prophet. We have a lot of news stories this month. We do. Um, Not long ones, though. Last time I talked about the Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle light show. And now that it has launched, there has now been this revelation that at the end of the show, a giant stag Patronus made out of drones takes to the sky. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I have not, like, found a video of it, but I did find a picture of it, and it's pretty cool. I I see the picture. That's amazing. That's magic, y'all. Also, they have now officially announced all four of the creatures that will be present in Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. Um, We know Fluffy. Um, Cornish Pixies are going to be there. They have revealed centaurs, and finally the creature that was not in the movies but was in the books is the blast-ended Scroot. No, that was not in the books but was in the movies, the blast-ended Scroot. No, it wasn't in the movies. Oh, you're right. You said the book, and I thought the Fantastic Beast book, not the Harry Potter books. Okay, just plain. Oh, yes. No, it's so confusing. Also, did you realize that they're ten feet tall? Wait, what? (laughs) At the top of the tail, they stand 10 feet tall, and I think they're like three to six feet long. And sm- Oh yeah, when they're fully grown. Ah. And they smell like fish, and apparently they will smell like fish in the ride. Oh, okay. Well, full sensory experience, okay. Vans has teased a new line of Harry Potter shoes. That's about it. They just said they're coming out with Harry Potter shoes. There's been nothing, no pictures or anything to go with it yet. Oh, right after we finished recording last month, um, there's an article. Somebody bought a first edition Harry Potter book for 90000 US dollars is the equivalent. Um, this was the first edition Philosopher's Stone um, there was only 500 copies of it made. Um, Philosophers is actually misspelled on the back cover. Yep. Um, Philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wand is actually listed twice in the equipment list. It's like once at the top of the list and then again at the bottom. And <laughs> on the back cover is like this random wizard that basically the illustrator drew this character before reading the book. So it's not anyone in particular. Um, it was later replaced with Dumbledore. He looks like he could be a younger, a younger Dumbledore. Yes. Precisely what he looks like to me. 
Yes. Ralph Fiennes, who um, played Voldemort. Is it Fiennes or Fiennes? I've always wondered. Fiennes? I think it's Fiennes. Fiennes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He did a interview with, I believe, GQ. And he was talking about if you've ever seen like a replica of Voldemort's wand, it's got a random hook off from it. Yeah. The hook actually slipped over his pinky to create that illusion that it was like weightless in his hand and didn't fall out of his hand. Oh, tricky, tricky. It's not magic. <laughs> um, and then at the opening of the new Gringotts exhibit at the Warner Brothers studio, Warwick Davis um, actually revealed that his family was in Deathly Hallows Part 2. His wife, his father-in-law, and his two children all played goblins. <laughs> and um, his son was young at the time. And so they had to cease the entire production so that he could eat a banana because he was hungry. <laughs> oh, another thing that happened like right after we finished recording last month. Warner Brothers attempted to trademark the phrase, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good for the purpose of merchandise and the United States Patent and Trademarks Office denied them, um, basically saying that it would falsely suggest a connection with the author. Uh-huh. Because this is specifically a phrase that she wrote, she is entirely the owner of it. And so, yes, as it should be. So the fraud case against J.K. Rowling's former assistant has finally come to an end. 19,000 pounds of the 24,000 pounds spent were found to be fraudulent card purchases. And then the 32,000 kind of left there in the middle and merchandise was dismissed due to insufficient evidence. And this was because it was the merchandise that she supposedly possibly stole. I was a little confused as to what exactly happened, but her ex-boyfriend returned the items So they knew that she had them, but there was insufficient evidence to prove that she was the one that personally stole them. Huh. Okay. Well, sure. Wizards Unite is in beta in New Zealand. Had a a false start in Australia, though. (laughs) Yeah. um, A few days ago, there was a thing sent out it actually appeared in the iphone store and then it was immediately taken down and there was an apology letter sent out so it was not supposed to start in australia yet and also since last episode there has also been a game of thrones premiere yeah and they 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 handed out buttons that said keep the secrets which is the exact same thing they did for cursed child when that first started is they handed out buttons that said keep the secrets i'm assuming that to mean don't be a jerk and give out spoilers. Yes. But Game of Thrones stole from Harry Potter. That's the point of the story. <laughs> the point of the story is to not be a jerk and give out spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> there was a new study done on injuries in Quidditch. Um, they interviewed 50% of the UK players. And they came to the conclusion that there's about the same number of injuries in Quidditch as any other contact sport. 
but 20% of these injuries are concussions. Rugby is between 3 and 10%, and American football is only 7.4%. It's a uh, lot of concussions. <laughs> it's a lot of concussions. Right now, the only required protective gear is mouth guards. Well, that's probably why there's a lot of concussions. In some sadder news. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this one. This highly upsets me. Dobby's gravestone has gone missing. So the gravestone is on the, it was on the, the beach where the scene was shot. Um, but it was not an official movie prop. It was a um, unofficial replica that has been there for years. It's not the first time it's gone missing. Um, and last year, the park officials tried to remove it, and there was a protest. Um, but it has now gone missing. They didn't clean up anything else around it. There was still, like, a pile of rocks and socks and stuff that was still there. So someone just stole the gravestone. Rude. And low down. And then, I don't know how you pronounce this girl's last name. Amber Heard? I think so. That's what I'm going to assume. Sorry if I'm wrong. Amber Heard has filed new allegations against her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, saying in court documents that he choked it and headbutted her during violent drug fueled rages. Allegations had first kind of come out around the time that the announcement was made that he was cast as Grendelwald. And there was a whole lot of back and forth with that. Um, And at the time, they had released a joint statement saying that they didn't want this to affect either of their careers and that they had it past them. J.K. Rowling then released this big, long thing talking about how after a lot of consideration they decided to keep him in casting and that she did believe his side of the story which obviously with jk rowling being such a strong voice as far as feminism goes and quality all of that kind of stuff in general it was it was very shocking that she was that on his side about it But now that these new allegations have come out, that's a thing now. (laughs) And it it was one of those, if they had recast him after the first movie, I think it would have been okay. But now, now it's too late and now they need to keep him, is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because in the, I mean, what, in the first movie he had like, Johnny Depp himself only had like five minutes of screen time. If that. There at the very end. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about all this. I kind of kind of feel like it's not my business. But if I am going to be nosy... <laughs> no. See, I don't even like doing that. I'm not. Okay. If they couldn't find him guilty... I mean, with all of that... They had so much, like, video and text and everything when they were going through the court system. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Whatever. Alright, so that about wraps up our Harry Potter news for this month. And so now we gotta move into our autism news. There's quite a bit of autism news, too. A little bit. Yeah. So, Greta... I don't know how you say her name. Greta Thunberg? I think it's Thunberg. Thunberg. That's probably right. Um, She has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, If you're not familiar with her... She's a 16-year-old Swedish 
climate change activist with Asperger's. Um, she's also the founder of Youth Strike for Climate Movement. Uh, she kind of just kind of started gaining attention in August of 2018 with one of the protests that she headed up. Um, and there's also been several videos of her circulating, giving various speeches and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think in many ways that we autistic are the normal ones and the rest of the people are pretty strange. <laughs> Especially when it comes to the sustainability crisis where everyone keeps saying that climate change is an existential threat and the most important issue of all. And yet they just carry on like before. I don't understand that because if the emissions have to stop, then we must stop the emissions. To me, that is black or white. There are no gray areas when it comes to survival. But if she wins, um, she would be the youngest recipient. But there are 301 candidates for the Nobel Peace Prize this year. <laughs> I'm going to root for, for Greta. There was also a viral video circulating this month um, in which a nonverbal student um, promposed such a dumb word. <laughs> Proposed to go to prom with the young lady. <laughs> and, and, he, and so she was given a puzzle and it said, you and me prom, but the me was missing and he came in with the puzzle piece and she started crying and it was beautiful. And yeah, it was very touching. I liked it. I shared it. And he ended up using his uh, using his tablet, his AAC is what the technical term is it, but he used his tablet to officially ask her, will you go to prom with me? Autism Speaks is launching a new public awareness campaign aimed at encouraging parents to get their children screened early. Um, because even though most kids are diagnosed by two, a lot of them aren't diagnosed till four or later. Um, mm -hmm. But this new campaign features Julia from Sesame Street. And we love Julia. Oh, more more good news, I guess. Um, autism is now on the list of conditions for medical marijuana use in Colorado. Yep. It went through the House unanimously. Um, it was vetoed originally in 2017 because there were some concerns from doctors, but they actually used the marijuana tax dollars to fund a study before passing it this time. Yep. Way to go, Colorado. And it happened on Autism Awareness Day. Oh, I missed that. Yep, it passed on Autism Awareness Day. And also, so this sh showed up on my feed like right before we started recording. And then I looked at it and it's like, it was just the last two months and they're now sold out. But GameStop released a Autism Edition Xbox controller. It's got hands on it. It's, a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, $25 is all they were asking for it, and they were donating $2 of that um, to Non-Perial Institute, mm -hmm. which which is a post-secondary school that teaches digital technology skills to people on the spectrum, so that's cool. Well, with it, only, and I'm not trying to sound like a nagger here or anything, but I think $25 is, like, way cheaper than what the normal Xbox controller is. It's definitely cheaper than what a PlayStation controller is because oh, yeah, the PlayStation no, it, family. Because there was a lot of people I saw in the comments that were just, like, mad that it was only $2, and then it was that realization of, oh, they're not charging $60 for this. Ah. 
Yeah, because when, when I first saw this too, I was like, dang, only $2? Like, that's nothing. But a lot of people are going to buy this simply for the fact that it is $25 instead of $60. Which is probably why it's sold out now. And that about completes our daily profit segment this month. If you would like to send us some owl mail, that is spewcast at gmail.com. And for howlers, that is 407-706-SPEW. Our Instagram is spewpod. You can also follow us on Twitter at Spectrum People or on Facebook.com slash SpewCast. We'd like to thank Joan Burr for our theme music. And until next time, I'm Queerness. And I'm Lavender. And as Luna Lovegood said, Don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Bye. Bye. Bye.